Every gamer has that one game they want all of their friends to play. Maybe it's old. Maybe it's new. Maybe it's obscure. Or maybe it's the game that everyone is playing. Whatever it is, it's that one game you love to talk about. Join us as we ask each other to try this game. Okay, Adam, how interested are you in conquering the galaxy, or at least a handful of planets? Depends. Can we do it together as father and son? I guess we could. There is a multiplayer mode, but, mm. uh, you know, the, that works actually quite well into the theme of a game called Sins of a Solar Empire, uh, which came out on the 4th of February 2008. Um, though they've re-released it in various configurations since then. It was made by Ironclad Games, and it's a Stardock game. And it is kind of neat. They looked at the 4X game, you know, the turn-based, expand, explore, exploit, exterminate. And they said, well, what if we did it real-time? Which, by the way, is what Sid Meier's Civilization was initially ima imagined as, is real-time. Okay. So it's a real-time strategy game, but instead of worrying about the terrain, you move from planet to planet to planet. You know, the map is really just a, a bunch of planets with lines between them to connect them. And, you know, you do all the standard stuff. You build structures like research facilities and production facilities and mining, so forth and so on. You the, you know, the tech tree is enormous and it, it's, yeah. only gotten big, it's only gotten bigger as they've added expansions. Oh, okay. Um, it's huge. Like just stepping foot into that game is massive. Yeah, not compared to Stellaris, but we'll get to that. To access really anything powerful you need to do research research is super important uh, you know it's a well put together game it's actually one of my favorite rts games of all time and there's not a ton of micromanaging like once you build a fleet you take that fleet you drop it into a you know into orbit around a planet and then you just sort of sit back and and the ai is good enough it'll do what needs to be done if there's enemies there it knows how to prioritize between ships and turrets and then it goes after other structures things like that uh, about the only thing you have to sort of really decide to attack are mining facilities that, you know, the crystals and the ore. There's everything right. else you can just sort of, you know, you, you sort of tear apart. You can, you know, wipe out planets with bombardment. And, you know, again, as you research things, you get nastier and nastier equipment until, you know, you're building the Death Star. You know, that's yeah. something essentially they ended to the game. They don't call <laughs> it that, but that's what it is. I mean, there's one thing you can build with, with the humans, which is a cannon which will fire across your galactic map. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and it, it doesn't just hit the planet. It, it's it got a massive splash effect. So the idea is you fire this thing, and then once it hits, you send in your, your uh, fleet, right? Mm -hmm. It's a great uh, softener. Uh, it's you know, <laughs> carpet bombing for the far future, I suppose. So had you ever tried this game before? No, I had not. I've had this in my library for ages i'm sure that yeah. i probably got it on uh, a humble bundle but yeah. uh it's just it had never really crossed the plate for me uh, just mm -hmm. not one that i decided well i'm gonna dive into this because i hadn't ever really heard of it i think is probably yeah the thing the the name sins of a solar empire had never entered my sphere until it you had popped it onto the list of games that we were going to play so what'd you think of it it was really cool um i i really dug the vibe that it was going for of these uh massive fleet battle uh mm -hmm. settings 
that isn't super micromanagey. It's does a great job of even with like a small number of ships making everything have big explosions and watching yep. the tracers of the the shots go back and forth. Yep. Uh, and one of the things I really liked was immediately off the hop, you can build these big battle cruiser ships and just cruise around with these juggernauts, mm -hmm. um, which I, I really appreciated not having to go, okay, well, I'm going to build my tiny little Corvettes. I'm going to get 20 of them. And then I'm, I'm going to slowly research the ability to big, like make assault frigates and then slowly research the ability to make big battle. Like, no, it was awesome yeah. that you just had that right off the hop. Yeah. But I mean, if you notice though, you can't just build a battleship. You really do need a supporting fleet. Otherwise you're just throwing away a ton of resources. Yeah. Uh, and it's expensive. Like it's not just expensive to pay for the ship to be built. Mm. It's expensive to maintain them, and you have to keep keep increasing your crew capacity and your officer capacity, which costs money to maintain. And you know they make it so you cannot build the biggest whatever right off the bat and then just steamroll someone. You have to have an economy. You have to have a good research infrastructure, or you'll never really move far enough to win the game. Sure, uh, but but like for me, just the ability to have it, that it's not locked like, okay, you need to get an hour into the skirmish before you can start building the really cool stuff. That was awesome. Yeah, it's not 20, it's not 20 levels deep in the research tree. Yeah. You can, you have access to some stuff right off the bat. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it always gives you, you know, you, you always start off with the smaller ship a shipyard and the larger ship shipyard they're all there waiting for you so immediately you can start building stuff yeah. you know it's it'd be like in uh you know sort of your standard rts getting the light factory and the heavy factory which is literally yeah. what it is yeah. uh, this is an rts but it has those 4x components like you can upgrade your planet to give it more uh you know population capacity and industrial capacity and stuff like this uh you know even the and the battleships themselves upgrade if you notice you can give them abilities yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you don't want to, if you don't care, like if you don't want to have to micromanage that, you can have it auto upgrade. Mm -hmm. And then as those ships level up, and it's only the battleships that level up um, and the carriers, that sort of thing, essentially the capital ships. Right. The um, big ones. Yeah. You don't have to upgrade them yourselves. You can just let the computer do it for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's super, super handy. Yeah. Not having to get to that little level of, of treating each um, cruiser or capital ship in the way that it's sort of like its own hero that you have yeah. to really pay super close attention to it's really nice i like that a lot and yeah no i i got into it i would heartily recommend that if anybody does decide that they want to play this game play the tutorials oh yeah 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 yeah. because <laughs> i didn't and so I, I spent 45 minutes just kind of fidgeting around in the game learning as i went it took me a hot minute to figure out how to upgrade my logistics capacity on my planet yeah. so I could, you know, build research stations and, and things like that. But like once I got into it, it was really, really fun and a really cool system. Yeah, it's it um, it takes a little bit of time to learn, admittedly. I mean, mm -hmm. at this point, I mean, I've been playing this game since 2008. Sure. Uh, and I still laugh about it. I always joke, I'm going to play the 30 minute version of this game because when it came out, the head developer said, yeah, the we have a mode in this game. Like if you choose a small system, you can play the whole game in 30 minutes. So I thought, cool. So I started with, you know, with the very first time back in 2008, I started with a system with like six planets and it was a five hour game. You know, <laughs> like you're going to, if you play, I tend to play about, a, you know, 30 planets, whatever. You could spend a day playing that game. Yeah. There's a lot to do. The one complaint I have about it is that because of the type of real-time strategy player I am, these games all play out the same, even when I have really hard AI, which is that I'm a turtle. Yeah. So I'm the I'm the guy who builds the 
the uh, impenetrable base. And yeah, you might show up at my home base and take a chunk out of me, but it will cost you everything. And because right. I'm a turtle, I've got that infrastructure, you know, set up to to the point where I can rebuild quickly, and I will get to your base before you rebuild. Right. So. Uh, and I'm also a particular type of turtle called an octopus, which means I build that main base and then I sort of reach out with a tentacle and mm -hmm. create another impenetrable zone and then another. So that's kind of what I do here. Like you start off, you colonize three or four planets. You may have to do some research to be able to colonize, you know, an ocean world or an ice world or whatever. Um, right. I sort of, you know, build them up as much as I can, build some massive fleet and then just start knocking down the enemy one after the other. To get a good challenge out of this game, you either have to stack the deck insanely against you, mm -hmm. or you have to change your tactics to, you know, to purposely make it harder. It'd be like saying, "I'm not going to hot re reload my weapon. I'm going to wait for the mag to be empty." You know, right. just just to make things different. Okay. Uh, so, you know, but I love it. I really enjoy it. I can't play it that often. Maybe once a year, I load it up. I play through a full, large game, which might take the weekend, mm -hmm. and then I'm done and I move on. Yeah. Um, you know, they kept expanding it to the point where they had two expansions and they just released a collection called Sins of a Solar Empire Trinity. And then they added a fourth expansion called Rebellion, where they essentially took each of the three factions and cut them in half. And so there's the humans and the human rebellion and then the, you know, the, the oh, weird, okay. weird aliens and their their rebellion. And so, they'll, you know, so they'll, they'll be slightly off. They'll be essentially modified versions. And. Mm -hmm. And so that comes out as Sins of a Solar Empire Rebellion, which has everything. And that's the one people should buy on Steam. I didn't yeah. mention it. It's a PC game and it's yeah. available yeah. on Steam. Um, I've, I had trouble getting Trinity to work. Um, it kept crashing on Windows 10. So oh, it may, it may just wrong. not be happy. Yeah. yeah, but you get you get Rebellion and you're good to go. Sometimes it's so long since I've played that I don't remember, so I have to install them both. And then I run <laughs> one and go splat and go, okay, that's not the one I should play. Okay. But, uh, you know, and it yeah. has mods and all that sort of stuff. It's, oh, it's a really good God. game. Yeah. I looked at some of the modding capacity that people have put into this game and holy shit. Do you like Star Wars? Because you can build an entire Star Wars game yeah. set around this. Do you like Star Trek? Because you can mod the entire thing to be Star Trek. Do you like anything based in solar anything? You can You're do good. it. <laughs> yeah. You know, the funny thing is I've never actually tried a mod for uh, Sins. Not oh, really? once. Huh. Um, I've heard there are mods for this game, but I've never actually tried a mod for this game oh. because I'm just I'm happy with what's in front of me. Uh, it's sort of comfort food. You know, I load up the sure. game, I play, I'm good. If you like real time strategies, if you, uh, but you want it, you know, sort of a, a more expansive battlefield than just a battlefield. If you want to play through, you know, 36 or 50 planets or whatever. Yeah. This is a game for you, but it's going to take you time to play through. This is a, a slow-moving game. 100%. But it's gorgeous to look at. Uh, yes, and the, a lot of fun to watch. And the music, I, actually, I always just turn off the music, because after a while, you don't want to hear the dun-dun-dun, like the dramatic music in the background. It's like, That's I'm fair. Watching. I, was, I was enjoying that. I, I, I watch a movie or six while I play. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so there it is. There it is. Hey, Farron, quick mm -hmm. question for you. 
how much do you like space strategy games? I hate them, Adam. I hate. Oh, oh wait, no, I love oh. them. That's right. Oh, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> okay, well, let's go colonize entire galaxy and commit atrocities and war crimes along the way in Stellaris. Didn't we just do this in another segment? <laughs> I'm confused. Yes. So, so we're talking today about Stellaris, which was uh, as a grand strategy game published in any time after 2010. All of them are. Uh, created and published by Paradox Interactive. It was released on May 9th, 2016, and you can find this on PC, Mac, Linux, PS4, Xbox One, and the Xbox Series X and S. It's it's a console game, too? Actually, I didn't it know that. It was a console game, yeah. Wow, uh, that game's so complex. I'm just... I'm, sorry, carry on. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let, let's just kind of talk about we've we've talked in the past about crusader kings we've talked in the past about city skylines two other paradox games that are both very complex and this game i don't know no it it dwarfs crusader kings by a by a significant yes, amount <laughs> um and it also dwarfs crusader kings on the amount of dlc that you can pick up for this game <laughs> Well, I don't think it's quite that bad, but yeah, it's it's there's uh, there's five or six expansions, but they're significant expansions. Like they well, they're massive. Bit. Yeah, they're they're huge and they're super impactful. It's everything from like a Utopia expansion where they've got new kinds of worlds that get put in, and then there's the Space Leviathans where there's just massive space dragons flying around the galaxy. Cause why not? Yeah. Um, but so Stellaris, you. You, you create a race you can you can pick a pre-generated one or you go and you create a custom race with its own bonuses and flaws and you get plopped down on your world and it's go now you've got a construction ship and a science ship and you need to go and start exploring the space lanes between solar systems and expanding your empire and interacting with other species and one of the first things that i think will hit about this game is how gorgeous it is it is stunning to look at so I, I honestly haven't played this game for a terribly long time. I only picked it up earlier this year and I really, really got into it. But tell me about your experience with the game here. <laughs> What's funny is I bought it, I think on a Humble Bundle way back when. Sounds uh, right. And does it look like a diff another take on Sins of a Solar Empire? In fact, it mm -hmm. looks a lot like Sins of a Solar Empire. It does. The galaxy is much the same with the various, except that instead of planets here, it's whole solar systems mm -hmm. are connected by space lanes. And so you cannot travel outside of the space lanes, at least not early on. No. Um, it's the same sort of thing. Research, you know, construction, colonization, all that good stuff. And it's also, it's it's the grand strategy game, just like Sins, and just like Sins, it's real time. It's very, very cool. And then I took one look at that interface and went, there are 15 menus just on the left side of the screen. Are you kidding me? And I bounced off it hard when I first bought it. And then I tried again a year later and bounced again. And I tried it this morning and uh, it's a, I, <laughs> I bounced again, frankly. Yeah, it's gorgeous and it should be everything I like, but it's information overload. Yeah, I look at it and I say, what the hell am I looking at? I don't understand. How does this work? How do simple things like this work? Like in sins, it's not hard to guess how to build a, I don't know, is it a, a military research station? Mm -hmm. you click you, you click on the menu station, you know, the, the station icon, you choose a place somewhere in orbit around a planet and a construction worker will go and do that for you. Right here, it took forever to figure out how to do simple things like build a star base. Like, I don't understand. I have the resources. It told me to do this. The tutorial said, go here and build a star base. Why won't it let me? And it was just, I don't know. It, I really, really, really want to like this game. 
but I can't. I can't bring myself to. I, it's a little bit like Crusader Kings, I think. Yeah, I, uh, I yeah. think that just like the paradox formula, because I, I, I knew going into this that this would there would be a good chance that you would not get hooked on it as much as I thought that you would enjoy the, the content of the game. Yeah. Because you definitely just seem to not enjoy the way the UI UX is designed from Paradox Games. Yes, and and I hadn't thought about it till you just mentioned it, but you're right. It's the paradox formula, and it's the yeah. way they do things. And it's interesting because paradox, you know, half of their games are made by other developers, and sometimes I think that they have a a guidebook on how to do the, the you know the user interface and the user experience, and someone needs to like burn it, um, <laughs> because you know it just it just doesn't work for me, and that's a shame because everything about this game seems so cool. Oh, like, oh, there's a mega corporations DLC and, you know, there's a diplomacy one and this and that. And mm -hmm. it's like, I want to love it, but I just can't. But I'm yeah. more interested in why you love it than why I don't. Well, that's fair enough. I so I started out in it and it was it was definitely the first couple of times of playing it and bouncing off of it and not figuring it out until you got to the point where until I got to the point where I figured out, OK, this is just sort of how this flows. And, you know, as somebody who's played Paradox games in the past, it came fairly easily. But then once you get past sort of learning the granularity of the game, then the personality of it really starts to shine through when you, you know, you can take your time and read the different text descriptions of everything, especially when you're playing like a Necron race, a bunch of space zombies. Oh, <laughs> that is your entire species is <laughs> just like, hey, there are they're all a bunch of undead. And sometimes some of them get elevated to this position of higher undead. And that's how your population increases. Uh, yeah. And sounds like the Necrons from uh, uh, Warhammer. Warhammer. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Uh, or you play like this technocratic society where everything is all about uh, all about the technology and all about knowledge and all about advancement and so you get these insane massive ships firing beam weapons across space at each other yeah. you once you start getting sort of the, the flavor of it and the character of it I really find that that's where this game really starts to shine when you invest in what is being said about the culture you've created yeah it's you know it, it's like all paradox games it has a very particular audience. Mm -hmm. Like Paradox really knows who buys their games. Ubisoft doesn't say to itself, well, what exact audience are we going for with Watch Dogs? Mm -hmm. They just say, okay, it's going to be open world. It's going to have hacking. It's going to have shooting. It's going to have this, going to have that. Well, let's get that demographic. And then I want this demographic. So let's add that to the game. And so a lot of these games, they stop caring. Sort of like Call of Duty at this point it's a shooter and yeah. you'll either play it or you won't but paradox knows it has a small audience but it has a dedicated audience who rewards them for doing things the way that is expected and mm -hmm. that's totally fine i respect that they know what they're doing like, what's the name of the the studio we, we've done a bunch of their games where they do small indie titles oh um uh are you thinking of devolver devolver yeah yeah so devolver is the same thing they know they have a small audience and they know what that audience wants. And so they per they have perfected the formula and they're not stuck to it, but they they know not to deviate too far. Yeah. And, and Paradox knows that its audience doesn't mind what I would call information overload and they don't mind complexity. And that just ain't me. Yeah. And that's but clearly that's it's you. Yeah, I mean, I I really enjoy it. I find that just being able to, especially the early parts of this game where you're 
interacting with new species for the first time, you're going through first encounter interactions. You're assigning an envoy to them. And I think the last the last race that I played just the other day, it was they they referred to a new species as a crisis. So it would be like the Omega crisis have been encountered, the Epsilon crisis have been encountered. And so you just like it's it sets this fantastic tone of oh god what is it what is it was it i stumbled into a solar system and immediately the thing pops up like oh you've encountered aliens and i go oh great let's have a look at it and i zoom in and it's this massive like several massive fleets of space whales basically that are just hanging around this trinary or sorry it's it's the single star that's got four planets around it it's basically just born out of a nebula and they're living here and feeding off the nebula gases and wow. they're just everywhere in the solar system hundreds of them you can zoom in and just see them swimming along in space and it's just it's small things like that and they're totally passive nothing to as long as you don't mess with them they're not going to mess with you and if you did try to mess with them i pity your poor soul because they're huge <laughs> And then I, I buggered off and I went to the next solar system and I found this lone space amoeba. And then this little space amoeba starts following my ship around for uh, a little while. And eventually it gets adopted by my entire species as this like mascot of the space exploration force. And then we name him and it becomes a military vessel for me. Jeez. And so I. Okay. That's... Yeah. But you know what? That's the thing with complexity is that it can lead to some some super interesting stories. Yeah, it's just like in Ghost Recon Wildlands, which has you know all these systems sort of working, interacting with each other, and so you get weird stories that the computer that the gate the developers didn't plan on and the computer wasn't programmed for. They just sort of happen. Yeah, and I like games like that. That you know the story is going to be different because you have no idea how. Uh, how the chicken bones are going to lay out when you throw them on the table sort of thing. And I like that. Yeah. That's very, very cool. Yeah, it is. It's super, 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 super fun game. Um, as long as you can handle what the the user interface is. And yeah. if you if you don't want to be, if you don't want to have to stop, hit the pause button and then just start reading things for a little while, then, I mean, a grand strategy game is probably not your thing in general. Yeah, and the funny thing is, I adore Civilization, and it has just as much information. I think a lot of it has to do with the presentation. Mm-hmm. There's just so much information on the screen. And the tutorial, like, you're doing a ton of reading, and it's all small text, which is, you know, is a kind of a pain as you get older. Not that I'm a 1,000 years old, but I'm 46. And, you know, like you said, they're you know, staring at this tiny, you know, this tiny text on a screen and trying to figure stuff out. And well, where is that? And hit the galaxy map. Well, where is that button? Oh, I finally found it. It's a little guy on the bottom. But the fact that it doesn't, you know, point it to you. Sure. Um, the tutorial ain't great. I think this game would be much better, much like uh, Crusader Kings 2, if it had a better tutorial. Mm, that's fair. But, yeah. You know so. what my favorite part of that tutorial is? Is at the very the very beginning of it is this little robot that pops up and says hi i'm clippy i see that you're trying to conquer the galaxy would you like help with that and you've got an option to say no or it's it's yes i'd like help i'd like some limited help or no i want no help and if you hit no i want no help i think the text is like shut this stupid thing down and you get a little voice clip of the machine talking to you and then getting smashed to pieces and then you get a little bit of resource from it 
Oh, jeez. I didn't <laughs> I didn't get Clippy. I got something called VX or something like that. I'm guessing it's different depending yeah, on, no, on no, which it's, species. It, it's uh, it's the same thing. I, I oh, just okay. call it Clippy because it's, oh, okay. it's basically, oh, I see you're trying to do this thing. Yeah. Microsoft is uh, threatening to bring back Clippy, so let's be careful. Oh we, we don't God. get what we wish for. So do you think that you're ever going to go back to this and give it another shot? Or, yes, or is at this some point dead? I will. At you will? some point, I'm going to give this another shot. Okay. Um, but I have no idea when that'll be, frankly. That's fair. So. That's fair. Well, I'll, I'll continue to play this and, and enjoy the heck out of it. So okay. there it is. There it is.